Hi friends, welcome back to Soli Deo Gloria. My name is Gracie if we haven't met yet and I'm so glad that you're here. I cannot believe that we have gone on this podcast for 19 weeks now or something like that um, because I know I've missed a couple of weeks from being sick as you guys have been on this journey with me since January. I don't remember what day exactly, but yeah, it's been insane. It's July and it's hot. It's currently 110 degrees right now, so I am inside cooling off, but Today, I kind of want to continue with what we've been talking about, the secret place and the aroma of Christ. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts, I really recommend that you go back and listen to them just because I think all of this connects really well. Talking about the secret place, which is the presence of God, spending time with God, and then the aroma of Christ, which is talking about how we need to live for Jesus everywhere that we go. Um... And all parts of us should be dedicated to glorifying God. And this podcast, I want to talk about just two examples of heart posture and kind of just explaining what it looks like to have a true secret place in Christ, to truly be an aroma of Christ and how that can be portrayed in our lives. So we're going to read about Martha and Mary, obviously by the title of this podcast. So we're going to go to Luke 10 verses 38 through 42. And this part of scripture is so simple, yet it stands out to me every time I read it. So I'm going to be reading from the CSB version um, because it's just super simple and I feel like just kind of tells the story in a very simplistic way. So yeah, let's start reading. Verse 38 says, while they were traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. So when I first read this passage, for me personally, I look at that and I'm like, wow, Mary is awesome. She's killing the game. <laughs> she is Jesus's favorite. Like she just knows what she's supposed to do. She's the goody goody. And that can be true. Like you can view that story in that way. But I think that we shouldn't disregard Martha. I think we can learn a lot about heart posture and how we approach the Lord and how we walk with Jesus from both people. And so I just want to talk about lessons that we learned from Martha and Mary. So the first couple of lessons that we learned from Martha is to go straight to Jesus with your problems. Martha didn't talk to Mary and complain to her. She talked straight to Jesus and told him her problem first. She didn't dance around the problem and come up with all these excuses and be wishy-washy about it. She straight up told Jesus, Mary is not doing her part and I need her to do her part. <laughs> but Martha was too busy to do like doing things for Jesus that she almost missed the entire presence of Jesus in her house. Our priority shouldn't be to impress Jesus, but to sit in his presence. Jesus wants us to present our problems to him, but also be still. Stillness in his presence should be our heart posture. And we know that Jesus was calling Martha to stillness because that's what Mary was doing. Mary was still before the Lord. She wasn't talking back to him. She was just sitting there listening to him. And the Lord calls out her heart posture. He doesn't call out her serving. Obviously, he wants us to serve. Like in Luke, it also says that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Like that's action, seeking and saving. That's going out and doing something with his faith. And that does, so that doesn't mean that we shouldn't serve at all, 
but we need to check our hearts. We need to check where we're at with the Lord. Are we serving because we've had stillness with God and he's called us to serve in this way and we've heard his voice? Um, He calls out her emotions by saying that she's worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and Mary was at the feet of Jesus being still. And so I think it's great that Martha goes straight to Jesus. But the problem is she's going straight to Jesus while she's also doing a thousand things at once. And so that's why Jesus is more concerned about the, 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 goodness, the quality of time that we spend with him and not the quantity of time that we spend with him. Obviously we should make time throughout our day and spend, you know, maybe more than two seconds with Jesus, but he wants us to see him in everything and everywhere and be still before him. The second thing is our heart should be bold and confident before Jesus. And we learn that from Martha as she goes straight to Jesus with her problem and isn't wishy-washy like I said. She's bold and confident. He are, Jesus already fully knows us and he knows what we need. But he desires us to tell him our problems because he wants us to be in his presence boldly and confidently. He wants us to go up to him and be like, Jesus, I know that you know all things, conquer all things, are a healer, comforter, provider, protector, and you intercede for us. So I'm coming before you to tell you like, I'm struggling with this, or this really upset me, or I don't understand this in scripture, or I don't feel like doing my quiet time because I'm tired. We don't have to be afraid of his presence. He just desires us at his feet like he did with Mary, but he also loves when we boldly bring our requests to him because he loves all of us and knows all of our being. And that's why he called out Martha from the very beginning. He knew Martha was serving and doing all this stuff for us because she was anxious. A lot of times, especially in America, I notice we walk in and most of the time um, the people that host us are still cooking and getting stuff together and we kind of just sit there and we're like, oh, that's so sweet. But in the Dominican, when I was on my mission trip, I noticed a lot of times that people we came in contact with or homes that we came into, everybody stopped to be still, to just talk to us, to enjoy our presence and they stopped or When we went to eat with a family in the Dominican that wanted our mission team over, she had everything cooked. So by the time we came in, we just sat down and ate with them. And so she could get to know us and know our team and why we were here and what we were doing. So she wasn't up and around and moving. And I think that it's beautiful seeing the culture difference, but I think it also just speaks a lot to the fact that she was more concerned that we got fed and that she got to talk to us at the same time. And so I think Like, that's why I'm saying service is not bad. Like, Jesus wants us to do those things and to host people and um, to have relationships with other Christians or even, like, non-believers to lead them to Jesus. But he also wants us to take that into our relationship with him. Like, when we're going to read our Bible, we don't need to set up our candle and get our coffee, take our cute picture, and get our journal and our highlighters and our pens. Like, sometimes I literally am so tired. I have to sit on the floor. (laughs) Like, because if I sit on my bed, I'm going to fall asleep. And I just have my Bible and I'm just reading. And sometimes it's one verse and I come up with a little song or like I try to memorize it or it just looks different all the time. And yeah, sometimes I have those days where like I have a candle lit and my coffee and I have a like a journal out, you know, like it just really depends on the day. But no matter what, my main concern is that I'm in the presence of God and I'm boldly coming before him being like, Jesus, today, I just felt like I didn't have time. And I know that's stupid to say, but I just felt like I didn't. And I feel like you're disappointed in me. And like just telling him those things because all he has for us is love and grace and mercy. And obviously, yes, there's conviction, but conviction pulls us back to his heart because he just wants us to walk with him and be in alignment with him and his will for us and his heart for us. Um, 
The third thing that we see and learn from Martha is seek God's peace and receive it. Martha wanted peace. She was anxious. And that's why she told Jesus she wanted Mary to work because she was anxious doing all the work herself. She had built up all these things that she felt like she needed to do and didn't necessarily want to do them. And so obviously she comes to Jesus and is like, tell her to do something. Um, (laughs) And so Martha had to be called out for her heart of serving. It wasn't from a place of overflow from intimacy with Jesus and satisfaction from Jesus, but from performance and a worldly standard. She felt like she had to amount up to Jesus and like a celebrity was in her room because technically Jesus was a celebrity during this time. He was going out and performing miracles and doing all these cool things for people and, you know, teaching people. So to her, she knew Jesus, but she didn't know Jesus. She wasn't a friend of God, but she knew who Jesus was. And she knew she needed peace. So she went to the Prince of Peace himself and almost missed him. Isn't that crazy? Like she's anxious and she needs peace. And the Prince of Peace is sitting right there in her living room. And she almost completely missed him. That's just, that to me is what blows my mind about it. And so she had to receive Jesus' peace by stopping her work and listening to him in his presence. And this whole podcast, I actually taught this at a Bible study, at our Monday night Bible study. I feel like I mentioned that in every podcast, (laughs) but our summer Monday night Bible studies. um, And one of the girls there, her name's Katen Ross. Katen, if you're listening, hey girl, thanks for this. Um, (laughs) She said that a lot of times people like to talk and not listen. And something that I just like really felt stirring in my heart was like, yeah, a lot of times we like to talk to God and tell him that, you know, we need this, we need that. But it's like, yeah, he knows. (laughs) Like he knows what we need. And sometimes we think we need stuff that we don't actually need and could actually destroy us. Like, Lord, I need, um, I don't know if you, if you're someone that's been single for a long time, Lord, I need a boyfriend. Or like maybe you're trying to pass a test to get into a certain, like, school for your degree or something and you're like lord i need an a on this i need this but it's like maybe you don't need the a maybe you need to fail so that you can be redirected by what god wants for you in your life instead of what you want for yourself and maybe you don't need a boyfriend because you need time with god or maybe you need you don't need a girlfriend because you need to put that place in your heart of those desires and that love and that want to god like wanting god more than you want to get into that certain school or to get that certain grade or to get that certain boy or girl to like you. Like those desires should be placed back to God. And you need to have peace about all those things that happen in your life. And he is the Prince of Peace. And the only way you can receive peace is by knowing the Prince of Peace. (laughs) And to know him is to be quiet and to be still and to hear his voice. And yeah, like I said before, that sounds like I'm kind of contradicting what I'm saying about come boldly before him. Like, yeah, tell him that Lord sitting in your presence is hard for me because I'm anxious and because I just feel like I'm hyperactive all the time. Like, trust me, I get it. Um, But he wants us to tell tell him those things and to seek after his peace and to receive it. And he is peace. So we have to seek after him. And that's what Martha was doing. And she stopped what she she stopped what she was doing to listen to Jesus's response. Like it didn't say that she just went back to her work. She stopped and she listened to him. And that's when she was corrected and received correction so that she could receive peace. And so that's what we learned from Martha. Now I kind of want to talk about lessons we learned from Mary. And hers lessons that we learn is kind of like Martha's, which is interesting because when you read the story, you first think like, oh, 
this is like two completely different people and this is what not to do and what to do. But actually, it's very similar. Um, The first thing that we learned from Mary is to seek God's presence first. Mary didn't have a problem. She was just hungry for God's presence. So that's kind of the difference between Martha and Mary is like, yeah, Martha went straight to Jesus, but she went straight to Jesus because she had a problem versus Mary. She just wanted God. Like she was just hungry for God's presence. And so that's where she went first as soon as he was in the room. And she was able to break cultural norms. During biblical times, women weren't taught by rabbis. And so men would always be at the feet of rabbis trying to learn. Also, servants were always at people's feet to wash them and to take care of them because you had to walk everywhere. So you'd have like cuts and dirt and your sandals would be ripping. Um, And so servants were always there to take care of those problems and to clean people up. But Mary broke both of those cultural norms by sitting at the feet of Jesus. And she didn't care. She didn't say a word. And she just got into his presence because she was so hungry for Jesus and just wanted to hear his voice and wanted to experience him as a person. The second thing that we learned from Mary is be devoted to Jesus and listen for him to speak. Like my girl, Kate and Ross said at Bible study, sometimes we just have to stop talking to God and just listen to him. Even if we don't want to hear it, we have to listen to him and listen to his voice and what he's calling us to do. Mary devoted herself to Jesus by stopping what she was doing in the house and not caring what the cultural norms were. She fell at his feet fully devoted, and heart and ears were open to Jesus. And she was able to learn from him and experience who Jesus is. Like that is insane, but she had to be devoted because I think of times for me where I've been to churches that aren't like my home church or events that aren't like, again, my home church. And so I get really nervous, like raise my hand, or maybe I feel like I need to be on my knees or like go pray for someone, go give someone a word. Like it's really scary for me to step out which sounds crazy because like I have a podcast and I'm just sharing with the world like my heart and my walk with Jesus but then I get into a church service that's a little bit different than mine and I get nervous like I don't know why that is just the fear of man (laughs) hanging over me and I also struggle with people pleasing so like it makes sense but it's crazy to see that Mary didn't care what Martha was doing She cared about Jesus being in the room. She stopped everything. She could have been helping before Jesus got there. Um, She could have been cleaning stuff up and then she put it down, but she didn't even notice that Martha was busy doing things. Like she didn't even question it or talk to Martha because she saw Jesus and was just so devoted to him and so fully enveloped by the person of Jesus that she just sat there and listened. And I just think that's crazy, like the boldness that she had behind that, which is kind of like the boldness that Martha had in telling Jesus her problem. But the difference is Martha went to Jesus because she had a problem and because she kept trying to play the game of Christianity instead of just having a relationship with God and walking with him. And so something that I really want to challenge you guys with that I challenge my Bible study um, with, and I am even doing this this week as I'm recording this um, with my friend Cassie, which Hopefully I'll get to have her on the podcast sometime soon, but she's amazing. Um, I kind of just went around the circle or table and asked like, what is something practical that you can do to just make time for Jesus and just sit in the Lord's presence? Like 
you can say waking up 10 minutes earlier. Some girl, like Cassie, said that she was going to dedicate one day a week to just sending her dad, her biological dad who doesn't know Jesus, um, just scripture about forgiveness and how the gospel works, I guess, because that's what he's mainly confused about. Um, and just trying to answer his questions as much as possible. It just takes a lot out of her to talk to him. And so that's why she said once a week. And that's huge. Like, that's a big deal. Even just once a week, like sitting in the Lord's presence and being like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say to my biological dad that has not been in my life my whole life like that's just crazy you know and for me it was like I my shift um got moved to an earlier time so I get off three hours earlier in the afternoon than I normally would and so for me it's making sure that I use those three hours um wisely so today I'm recording this podcast (laughs) and just making sure that I don't come home and just lounge out on the couch for the three hours extra that I have in the afternoon before going to stuff at night like bible studies and life group and hanging out with friends and stuff um and then after that after some girls and some other girls answered um I was like okay great so now that we all know what we want to do practically the person sitting next to you is your accountability (laughs) like yeah, you're going to keep each other accountable. Find one person in this group, basically, and just text them randomly throughout the week and be like, okay, how did you maintain this? Because like I said in the podcast before, it is so important that we keep each other accountable um, and not in a striving type of a way, but just an edifying type of a way. Um, And just making sure that we're all chasing after Christ. And if you're struggling, like that's okay. It's okay to not run like super hard every day after Christ. Like obviously, yes, your heart should be there and you should be running towards Christ all the time. But you know what I mean? Like running hard as in, I guess I just kind of explained that. Um, Running hard as in like getting up two hours before you go to work and like having an hour of prayer, an hour of scripture. Like sometimes it just doesn't work like that. Sometimes we just have to make that, you know, 30 minutes of the day or like I said in the other podcast, turning on worship music in our car and just making like room for the Lord to speak. Something that I've also learned to be really helpful is if you're really struggling with reading your Bible at home, the best thing that I can say is find a friend that is going to keep you accountable and going to keep you on track and ask them to go to a coffee shop with you (laughs) and to just read your Bibles. Because if you're out like in a coffee shop, you're not going to get comfortable in your little pajamas and like in your bed or on your, like even on your floor, because I can testify that I have been reading my Bible on the floor and falling asleep on my floor. So (laughs) that has happened. Um, so sometimes you just have to get up and move, but just find something practical to do that can push you into the presence of the Lord just a little bit more this week. Um, because he wants you. And we can be more like Mary, where every time that we experience God, like we are just found at his feet. Every time that something happens, we recognize God's hand in it. And that's all I really have for this week. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And my Instagram is at Gracie underscore Woody. If you want to talk or just have any questions, or if you just need a church to get plugged into, please, please, please DM me. Um, I have multiple recommendations for you. Obviously, I'm going to recommend my home church first, Antioch Community Church Norman off of Lindsay Street on the east side of OU. Yeah, east side. I had to think about it. Um, And yeah, there's multiple other churches that you can go to. I've had a lot of questions about that. Also, I have had a lot of questions about what Bible translation I read in. There's a lot that I have to say about translations, but right now I'm reading in the CSB version, which is what I read to you guys today. I just feel like it's simple and it helps me understand um, the word just a little bit better. So yeah, if you guys have any more questions, please DM me. I'd love to answer them, whether it be on the podcast or in DMs. And I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. Bye.